Ahoy there, mateys. We are Was It Good? <laughs> I'm your host, Ravi, and I'm joined by my two brothers, Christian and Arjuna. And we have a very special guest, Mr. Lejethro Jenkins. And we are gathered here today to discuss the season finale of HBO's hit show, Lovecraft Country. So let's not even waste any time, not even a second, not even a minute. For real, we ain't going to waste no time at all. None, nada. Uh, Beautiful. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. That was your best <laughs> read yet. Is that saying much? No. <laughs> no. That is hurtful. I think I see that every week now. I think you do. Oh, I have a, I, you're, you're kind of like um, Apple when they drop a new iPhone. The greatest iPhone ever. And you're like, that was the greatest reading ever. It's true. Just I, get I want Apple to be like, yeah, this iPhone's not that great, but buy it anyway. <laughs> I want to see how well that phone would do. I bet it would do better. Probably. I don't think so. John, welcome again to the podcast. We've had you on before talking about Lovecraft Country as well. Yes. Um, yeah. I, think we, I, think, I think we can just jump right in and, and say it. Yeah. It wasn't that good. What? <laughs> Get out. You show yourself the door. Uh, I'm going to hang up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where are we going with this? Yeah. Uh, I will not part <laughs> yeah the old switcheroo you didn't see that one coming i know that's a lie you no, were no, so you were so yeah. into it i was you very so i was it. very very into I mean, so it was I. yeah yeah big time good shit so john you you and i were texting back and forth uh and you had specifically were saying how intense everything kind of felt for you um yeah. what was that like and then when it was all done did you feel a sense of relief i mean it was just so emotional um like a lot of the things that they were talking about i could you could I've never seen uh, the the story of um, of Tick's father like it was told before on the on the show. Like you know what I mean? So like we're, we're talking, we're seeing like his like what he went through, his background. You know what I'm saying? And he's talking to his son, explaining that to him. And that I mean that was so beautiful to me. And then you look down, and you, this is like this this is like the, the the episode before the last one, and like the bats there. So he's talking about he needed his son, and his son is actually the person that saved him. Like. So, you know what I mean? So, like, metaphorically and in reality, he needed them, you know? But, I mean, like, like the, 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 the also, like, at, at the end of the um, episode where he talks to, when he has a letter to, to his dad and he's saying, like, this is your chance to um, make up for, you know, what you, your, your second chance at fatherhood. Don't waste it. Right. And you can see in the father's eyes, like, how he's, like, super, you know, like, he's, he's just lost his son, but he's, he's looking into the future. You can see he's, like, kind of lost, like. But I mean, it's just it's, it was to me the way the story was told. Um, and it, it was it was it was in such like a, it was it was a, a fantasy. Right. But felt so real. And I think that was really interesting. I know. I know exactly what you mean, even though it, it's weird because it takes place in the real world, in a real historical environment. There's still levels of fantasy and but then there's real life drama, like uh, all the family stuff. So it's like a sandwich, like reality, fantasy, and then reality. <laughs> you know, it's like a reality, fantasy, reality. Are you hungry? Uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> He's actually been fasting for like three days. Yeah, <laughs> like he hasn't eaten since Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. What? Why? Is it because of the yeah. show? Why is this? Why? Uh, maybe I'm insane. I'm insane with hunger. No. Uh, there's a bunch of reasons, but uh, that'll we'll totally get off track if we go into that right okay, now. Okay, Speaking okay, of okay, things right. off track, um, once again, you know, we are obviously live on twitch.tv slash was it good. Feel free to jump in there. Talk to us. We're usually live every Monday, sometimes Friday. It really depends. But one of the funny comments that we got, and this one's directed at you, John. Uh, 
He has some Zach Wi-Fi happening. I do enjoy that Zach, uh, another friend of the pod, Zach Schwartz, his Wi-Fi uh, is now what we used to discuss, you know, bad Wi-Fi in general. That's great, because it sounds like uh, whack Wi-Fi. Did we just have a uh, dunk bait, was it good crossover? Yes, reference? it's almost like it's in the same cinematic universe. <laughs> there we go. I hate this. <laughs> I'm enjoying that quite, quite, quite well. Uh, but to John's point, you know, the uh, Montrose, the, the character obviously played by Michael Kenneth Williams, he's probably... I think the, the the his character, his arc, the whole thing is probably one of the more interesting and shining pieces, mm-hmm. you know, of the entire show. Absolutely, which is just just great. Uh, Michael K. Williams is a fantastic actor. And yeah, if he doesn't win. Oh if he doesn't win an Emmy for this, just you know, close up shop and don't do the <laughs> shut award. down. Shut down. Don't the do Emmys. the awards anymore because it doesn't make sense. Like he in a, in a show with a great ensemble cast. He is easily the best, and I'm not. I'm, this is not a dig at anyone because there's a lot of fine performances in Lovecraft Country. But what he did throughout the ten episodes, but specifically in this finale, and even episode nine when they go back in time and they, he he has to live that emotional Tulsa, yeah, uh, yeah. the Tulsa stuff. Like that, that's the episode they need to submit because that's how they normally do it. They submit like an episode. Yep. That's the episode that HBO and Lovecraft and Michael need to submit for the Emmy nominations for 2021, and that should. In my opinion, easily win him best supporting actor for a for a show because he is he's incredible in this. He's incredible in the wire. He's an incredible actor, um, and he really elevates the show. And, and to John's point, uh, I don't think there's any other actor who could pull off what he was able to portray as Montrose as such a complicated father because he's a in most shows he's a character that's easy to hate right he abused his son he, you know he he's this dark character uh et cetera, et cetera. but they really found a way to humanize him and he, he's one of my favorite characters cuz he is so layered and so complicated mm-hmm. like an he's like three different characters in one he's multiple characters yeah. you know that that he was asked to play multiple characters like the father the lover you know what i'm saying and the guy that we see at the end of the at the end of the uh show um, or the season are three different guys, you know what I'm saying? And all the emotions, I don't think anybody was asked to show more range than he was, yeah, uh, in this in this season, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I mean, it he was incredible, and it's it, he made made somebody that was easy to hate initially hard not to love, you know? So, right. yeah, and like he's he had to portray basically losing his son three times, right? The first time mm-hmm. when his son almost beat him to death. At that point, he's like, okay, my son's never going to talk to me again. Yeah. Then there was episode nine where, you know, he reveals to his son, I might not be your dad, you know, or no, I'm sorry. When his son finds out that his dad is, is gay, right? And he's like, I'm disowning you. I don't want anything to do with you. That continues in episode nine, right? Where yep. they go back in time. It's like, we're done after this. So he loses him a second time. And then he actually loses him in episode 10. When they finally have reconciled and they're at, a, at maybe the best spot they have been in their relationship. He actually loses his son, mm. and he does. And I think that portrayal is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'd be, you know, I mean, obviously we're jumping a little bit ahead here. You know, if there's a season two, what does the season two look like? Is there going to be a time jump? Does Montrose play a piece in it? You know, I'll just say this now: if there is a season two, I would love that that character is still there because I would want to see how that character develops and changes. You know, because he loses a son. He gains a grandson. How does he change? What do we see from him? It would be fascinating. And, and int- once again, just adds to his arc. 
Uh, but that's. Do you think they come back? We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there at the end. We're gonna first digest this entire episode, throat choking okay. and skull oh, crushing God. and all. <laughs> Can, actually, let's. That was beautiful. Let's. I've never <laughs> seen a larynx burst and thought it was. That, that was art. Oh, I was so excited to see that. It was it was a beautiful moment in yeah. cinematic history. That la- <laughs> the last shot with uh, um, D and the um, what are those things? And her pet. Yeah, and the pet dog, <laughs> and with the moon and everything. Yeah, like that's a that's a poster I'd want in yes. you know, like on my wall because it, it's so beautiful. Like with the destruction, <laughs> Merry and Christmas, death and I'm, everything. I'm go- it, what I'm going to uh, do for so Christmas good. is I'm going to. Get a screen cap, and then I'm going to print it out in the shittiest quality possible. Say, do, do like 144 pixels. Yes. So it's going to be blurry. garbage for you. <laughs> Two pixels. Um, but let, let's, let's break that down a little bit. Um, because out of everything that we saw, um, even with you know Tick dying and everything, I still think that ends shot of D crushing Christina's throat was, mm-hmm. you know... Overly violent, like most of the show has been, <laughs> and it was definitely shocking. Yes, um, did not see that coming. Yeah, and I guess I kind of the question I have for everyone here is: Do you think that was too left field, like completely out of the out of her character, or do you think that makes sense? What's the thought there? Have you watched the show? Yeah, yeah no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm just asking for the sake of asking. makes sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Hippolyta went through the multiverse. 220 years and came back and she said, I'm using everything I learned to save my daughter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Her, you know what I'm saying? She's walking around with blue hair in like the what? The super, 50s super or 40s Saiyan or whatever. Four. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and so, yeah, it makes sense that Hippolyta, who traveled to the future, the past, right, left, every direction possible, you know, could make a bionic arm for her daughter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and that bionic arm can be used to, you know, Burst of larynx. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like a like pop, a prank, pop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I thought, I thought it was a perfect end because the whole episode, I mean, like John said, the whole show is pretty shocking, right? Yeah. It goes in places you don't even think. But and, and that idea of the show willing to go anywhere was really highlighted in this last episode. Like, a couple things, right? Tick dying. Mm-hmm. You know, not many shows... Uh, we'll have the cojones to just kill off your protagonist. To to follow through on the obvious, like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. You expect a turn. You expect him to survive sure. somehow. Uh, I don't think I was expecting that, though. I, 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 I think I was expecting it to not turn. To not turn? Like, okay. when they showed the happy moment right before, yeah. I was like, there's no way it's going to end happy. Yeah. When they were writing, singing songs together, yeah. I knew he was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant, so going into the last episode, I thought, I think my prediction last week was that that we'll figure out Tick was going to Tick live. was going to survive. That he'll, that he'll be, okay. We won't okay. see. We won't know how. So, but you're right, though. Once the episode starts and the vibes that you're getting, you're like, ooh, things are not going to end the way you want them to. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't see Ruby. Like, even though um, uh, Christina says that Ruby's dead, we do see that little shot where she's lying in bed. So I think she's actually in a coma. I don't think she is dead. Well, so no. so that's so the skin changing thing, right? She has to keep the patients comatose. Yeah. But Christina still refers to them as like brain dead essentially. Yeah. So we know uh we know um blonde man is dead. Like he's he's pretty dead. He's Henry, just, right? Is his name? I forget what his Wasn't it William? William. That's William. right, William. 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 Uh, oh, yeah. So w- William is dead, but he's just kind of being kept vegetable yeah. style. 
the the ones we really don't know about is the is the white woman who Ruby takes on, and if Ruby is actually dead or in a coma or can be revived Brain or dead. what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll get into theories of if there's a season two and whatnot, but. Yeah. You know, I think it was a pre- that was a pretty shocking decision. I didn't see that coming, yeah. a, and it made it, it. It does make sense. You know, they're, they're going to do a body double. They had introduced this whole element of like you can wear anyone's skin. Totally. But and I thought I still thought it was well done. It was a twist you should have seen coming, but I didn't see coming yeah. until they finally had that conversation. It was like, oh, yeah. more uh, yeah, more, more shocking uh, things uh, after Christina slash Ruby pushes Letty off. Uh, she reverses the invulnerability yeah. so that Letty lives. Like that, that's another twist right. that I'm just like, oh, that's, you know. That's and that was because Christina made a promise yeah. to Ruby, right? Right. Yeah. That she wouldn't harm the So was Christine really a bad person? No, like everyone in the show. Yeah. Like everyone in the show. She w- she's got some good parts and some bad parts. Here, here's a question Who's I have. When she she's a horrible person. John, you're, horrible. John, you're saying she's a horrible person or bad? I think she's a horrible person that has some... Yeah. Good qualities, but they're not redeeming qualities. She's still a trash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but she had, I mean, there's this balance. You know, bad people have good qualities, but I don't think her good qualities are enough to redeem her as a good human being. She deserves the robot arm to the throat. Hitler was a painter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, right? Hitler yeah. was a painter, right? He was an artist. He could painting make, he doesn't could redeem paint. you. But what I'm saying is, like, not all, you know, purely bad people, right? Hitler being the prime example. Yeah. Of like, you know. How did one this of podcast the worst, get to Hitler? One of the worst people, right? He, you know, he could he still produce, you know, he could produce art, you know, yeah. something that's considered beautiful and beneficial to society. But my question for everybody here is: uh, Christina obviously found out about the book and names, and actually confronts our um, Avengers. Avengers, yes. Let's in, call it what it is: the Avengers the assembled Avengers, in when this. The, the Avengers in the garage, ah, and she's ah. like, "Hey." If you give me the book and names, I promise you I'll leave you all alone. <laughs> I promise. I promise I'll leave you all alone and figure out a way to do the spell without harming you. Mm-hmm. From what we saw with Christina keeping her word to Ruby, reviving Letty, do we actually do we think that she actually would have done that? No. Because uh, there no. was no way around the she needed the blood well, of Tick. We don't know that. They, she was only going but, off. She didn't have the book of names. She only was going off a very limited knowledge of what they know of magic. Right. Mm. The book of names opens up a ton of possibilities, and I, that's the impression I get. Like th- they're doing grade one magic when they're still, you know, you could get a PhD in magic. Right. They're doing <laughs> grade one. They're doing like basic arithmetic. So th- there could have been a way. To Wait, is this her. how Harry Potter starts? Yep. <laughs> so you're saying they're doing they're doing year one level magic? Yeah, versus they're doing Horcruxes. First, they're doing first grade magic. Are they? Is it Hallows or Horcruxes? Yes. What, what team are you on? Uh, not you. <laughs> <laughs> but that gives her so much power, right? right exactly. They didn't want her to have that level of power. That is extremely dangerous for somebody with like that that moves like her to have that. You feel me? Yeah. And and I, I think the the what they were trying to do in the end. Was bigger than just tick. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's where her. How they're trying to take magic away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From all white from people. From white. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, he, he was willing to take that L. That's what they said. That's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, it's true. Hey, I'm saying verbatim what they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. So, yeah, take the L. Yeah. 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 So it was bigger than just tick, and tick was willing to take that L yeah. to save, you know, everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's for me, like in terms of like, as Christian was saying, you know, a lot of shows will be, will present, you know, the main character is going to die, but then 
something will happen. Yeah. But what this show did, which was really, really interesting, like John said, Tick took the L. And, <laughs> you know, he, he basically he does that thing, which is, you know, sacrificing oneself for the greater good. Yeah. You know, that's supposed to be, I think, one of the core things that make us human. I don't know. Um, that's an ideal, I think, that people would like to strive to. Right. That very few ever achieve. Yeah, exactly. Very but few. Take Not to the point of death, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's extreme. Right, right. Your own death. You're like, eh, does humanity really need this? Eh, maybe not. <laughs> and he's, I mean, and I think they do, they do a great job of showing that arc from the very first episode, right? You know, he, there is a, you know, because he is a soldier, there is a sense of everything I go into could be my last, right? Um, I, could die, I could die at any moment. Uh, and I feel like he go he goes through that. You know, he is reckless a, a lot a lot during this show. He he recklessly goes into things without thinking about it. And you know, there's the, he certainly has a few close calls, but he's over emotional a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I think he finally, you know, and I think they did a really good job of showing that he he, you know, he's not going in. He's like, I'm gonna die for the greater good, and I'm you know gonna do it. It's not like the Hollywood ending, right? Where yeah. it's like, and I give myself like he's scared. And that's very human, and I think they showed that he is, you know, when they when they show that last shot between him and Letty when he finally sees her as he's bleeding out on the board, like there, you know, they there's there's clearly a, a love between them, but there's also there's a sense of sadness. He's like, I love you, and I'm scared, and now I'm I'm dying, and yeah, and like this is it. And I thought I thought Jonathan Majors, the actor, did a great job showing that. It's not that Hollywood, like, oh yeah, you know, like yeah, I'm, it's not I'm like great. it's not like Empire Strikes Back. When Han goes into the carbonite and lays like <laughs> I love you, and then Han's like I know, and it's all like badass. It's more realistic. Hmm. So you could even see regret in his eyes, which I thought was a great, you know, like like it was like there was like in that sadness. I also saw regret when he looked at Letty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like of course you hate that this has to happen. It has to happen, yeah. though. You know what I mean? So. I thought I thought I thought I thought he did a he did an incredible job you know the, the whole series but in, that, in those final scenes they were great so yeah actually we have a we have a comment here um, the letter to Montrose was a great touch too so mm. that that letter from from Tick yeah I think like we said near the top of the show it it really sets up Montrose you know Montrose it really it ties up his arc in season one and really opens him up if there is a season two and if they do continue on with the same set of characters in terms of where does he go from here does he is he just, is, does he become more bitter and angry because he lost his son over you know magic. This, this magic and and he's not just lost his son right he's lost his brother yep. at the beginning of the season so Montrose is a man who has lost has had a lot of loss uh, in this show and we know loss can really teeter you onto the edge uh, and and maybe that does for Montrose going forward one of the things I mean just to kind of wrap up the conversation on Tick, um, one of our, our editors actually from uh, work, I won't say who, uh, as everyone during the night was praising Tick and being like, he's a great guy, blah, 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 all the sacrifice, he, uh, this uh, editor put out there, um, oh, so I guess we're just all going to forget the war crimes that Tick committed. Well, you know, you know, he has a, <laughs> the the one scene I thought uh, the one scene that w- that uh, we haven't talked about yet was the the final scene between Tick and uh, Gia at the hotel, mm-hmm. which has the hilarious line where Gia says to the random guy, "She's like, uh, 
um, would you be willing to die to fuck me? Like, <laughs> such a great whoa, line. Juno, such whoa, Juno, whoa. Such a great line. What did you ask And you know what? He hesitated. The guy hesitated for a second. He's like, definitely hesitated. He's like, I guess not. Yeah, that's what he looks like. First off, iconic line. Uh, but second, <laughs> second off, second off, when he comes and they, you know, they have the talk, and he's like, you know, you are important to me. And then he talks about like we can be monsters and we're, we're heroes. And yeah. He talks about that gray that everybody has because, especially those two characters, you know, Gia physically is a monster, right? She has the, you know, she's the 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 fox spirit, um, and, and she has the, those monster qualities. But she can also, you know, she can also be this tender person who is capable of love and care and i think you know ticks talk to ticks talking about himself as well like he was a monster in the war he did horrendous things he was a monster in the show he did he did horrible things throughout the show that we saw um but what did he do in the show outside of, outside of the war crimes well i mean it's mostly the war crimes i would say with the, is the big stuff oh, he beat up his dad beat the crap out of his uh, father he judged his dad he, he judged his dad for him beat the hell out of my dad too like i mean all right that's fair that's fair enough you know <laughs> if my dad had my ass like that i would have stuck his ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's he did what he was supposed to do preserve self you feel me? i would i'd uh, like to reiterate that this podcast does not condone beating the ass of your father <laughs> domestic abuse but you know what I mean? unless he deserves it <laughs> does he deserve it <laughs> um yeah Montrose earned that ass. <laughs> he, you know, to his credit, he took it. Montrose yeah. took it. He didn't resist. That's yeah. true. He took. He took. He took the whooping. He was. He was ready to die at that point because yeah. if no one had stopped Tick, Montrose would have died in that episode. Uh, and again, the, my only, my only knock on the show is that we didn't see a young version of Montrose actually beating Tick to get the full impact of that ass whooping. By Tick two Montrose. Mm-hmm. This is my only that is my only contention. I, I understand why they did it too. Yeah. But even if it's just like a quick flashback, just to understand, you know, being shown instead of told that Montrose did these horrible. I, things. I think they redeemed themselves a little bit in nine when they showed how Montrose's dad was. Sure, you know, so that's that, that basically that's Montrose as a kid is the proxy for you know, it's learned behavior, mm-hmm. it's yeah. what he experienced, Absolutely. and it's that's a it's great continued point. as a cycle. Yeah. And that was, it was really effective. I, I, the, yeah. I, think, I don't know the, the name, but the actor that they got to play Montrose's father, he's great. He's from, uh, he's in the CW show, Black Lightning. Uh, oh, is he really? Yeah. He's, he's, not the, he's not the main guy. No, he's like one of the side villains. Um, his name, the character's name is Lala. There's not a whole lot to do. Correction. Arjuna watches the CW. I used to watch the CW shows. I quit. Yeah, you're, you're an addict. I'm on my path. You like this? No, I, I'm on my path to recovery from the CW Arrowverse. All right, but you have to treat it like any other addiction journey. Once an addict, always an addict. You have to remember that. No, you're right. Oh, okay, well. That's why, I, that's oh, yeah. why I, uh, I canceled our subscription to the CW. We had a subscription? No. Oh, thank God. I don't think you can. can you? <laughs> I don't know. I believe it. That's horrifying. Uh, I would say, you know, what, in terms of, uh, you know, let's, let's, oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. One thing that bothered me about the show was how, um, what's, what's the, 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 the head vampire magician, Christina. white lady, what's her name again? Christina. Christina. How she found out about the book of names. Out of all places that guy goes to, he goes right in front of Christina. And I'm like, you know, as crazy as the show is, that was like too 
I that was I'm like I have a theory on that because Ty, you know Christina is also related to Titus, right? And that's who he was. Okay. So okay. I feel like he was transported basically between being around family, Tick, yeah, Tick, family. his family, and yeah. then Christina. Attracted okay. to the blood. As well. oh. I think that was the, That's why he was quote unquote transported. Maybe. I don't know why, but when Tick had to eat, you know, Titus's <laughs> oh, skin, God, yeah. I almost threw up. I didn't think that that was. I, I got kind of hungry to be honest. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's weird. But I wasn't grossed out by it. <laughs> John's reaction. <laughs> We're gonna clip that right there, and that's gonna be a gif. That's a, that's a, that's a was a good gif. There you go. That Boom. was a brand the hell out of it. Yep. Um, no, my my knock, my only knock, and I think you all should know what it is if you all know me. Is well. it a CGI? No CGI, except for the fire sequence yeah. in the hall. The, the fu- what the fuck? Okay, I, I've, been, I've been harping on that since when they showed the first stream. Of like, they clearly shot the the dream stuff after. Yes. Uh, and I ran would, out of money. I would say the the bad CGI of this week is when um, Tick's uh, ancestor, the great great grandmother, yes, hands him the fire flame spell. Yeah. In the dream, I was like. What is that? This I'm, reminded, shocked, I'm shocked you didn't say this. That. Reminded me of the Key and Peel sketch. I was gonna say with uh, with uh, Wendell? with with Wendell uh, when they have the, when they run out of the budget for the epic yeah, fantasy well, music oh, video. Yes, and he's yeah. like shooting out the yeah, pixelated little, fireball. Yep. it was that bad. Yeah, it, it felt like something I could do <laughs> in like a day, oh, and be like, oh, look how impressive <laughs> this is, but it's not. No, my my only main knock <laughs> on the thing was um, in the beginning in the in the. The first thing that we see of this show is that insane dream sequence with Cthulhu, with mm. Jackie Robinson, with sexy alien, with UFOs. It all came true. We yeah, most of it. I would have. I wanted to see more Alien season two, <laughs> baby. Like more season two. I get Hippolyta went to the future and then did this whole multiverse thing, and yeah. it's most likely an involved state of human beings. Yeah, but I wanted to see. Aliens, aliens. Uh, I don't know if it was alien. Maybe it was monster. And he be- and he beat the shit out the monsters in the in that's the show. True. Yeah. In that episode, the monsters were not aliens. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was the races that were in Tulsa, right. and he beat the shit he out the monsters. Yes, you yeah. know what I'm no, that was so, definitely very very satisfying. Um, you know, this show has done a really good job of, you know, beating the living crap out of racist assholes. <laughs> Another show, spoiler season two, the boys, that doesn't know the really good job of beating the shit out of of, of racist assholes. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. So I mean I'm wondering when we're gonna get a genre that just says beating the shit out of racist assholes. Nice. Apparently it's it's Sign sci-fi. Me up. Sign me up. Yeah, it yeah. shouldn't be sci fi. It, it should be factual. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's also a good point. Damn. <laughs> uh, what did you got? I mean, I didn't think the finale was perfect. No. What? Um, Nothing is perfect. What? And, and actually, you know. Except Watchmen. It, Watchmen it was perfect. perfect. And, and, in fa- and in fact, with, you know, with the, the scope of this show, there's so many good episodes. Uh, I would even say it's actually one of the weaker episodes comparatively to the other what? 10. What? A know? good episode is a good it's episode good. of yeah. TV. But not based upon how good Absolutely. the season Absolutely, and and some and some of and some of my issues is just kind of the convenience that comes with the finale, right? And that and that starts with Gia, right? She we we had the whole Gia episode, and her whole thing is, oh, I'm there for the darkness, literally to use my fox tentacles to to combine them and do it, and it was just like. Uh, 
like, you know, from a writing perspective, it was just, you know, very convenient. It yeah. all worked out. And I was just like, I wish there had been more with her character, especially with how they set it up. Sure. Instead of just being like, you are a plot device to literally make the spell work. That's it. Like, yeah. the, you know, if there is a season two, that I don't know where her character goes. You know what I mean? I, is there even a purpose for her character at this point? Well, uh, I don't know. Something about darkness and, um, you know, uh, becoming one with the darkness. Well, she literally did, right? The, the, like, she literally went in front of the darkness. Oh, that's what that Yeah, to. like, her whole yeah. arc is now done. Is she free? Does she still have to, like, I think uh, kill one more man before something? Well, she offered it to that guy at the hotel. Yeah. And uh, he didn't take it. So, you know, it's, it's some <laughs> of that type of stuff yeah. that was just very convenient i i do agree because i think my second fa- i'm i'm gonna I, I straight up disagree with both of you I, this was my favorite episode recency bias is a thing and i'm prone to it of course but uh it was it was i i just absolutely loved this finale um but my second favorite episode is probably the tick gia episode where we have the flashback and you know that whole encounter so i do agree I, I definitely do agree that Gia does feel like a huge letdown because that character is so good in that episode, and then everything oh. that comes after is just weak. What episode was that? Was that seven or was that eight? It might have been six. Really? With, uh, yeah, yeah, the flashback where with Tick in the war. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it was six, but I could be wrong. I could be, it could be seven. It's funny. This is a show I don't remember by numbers. I just yeah. remember like what happened Moments. in them. I don't necessarily remember the order either. But like, you know, I think you said it last week. But each episode is so distinct and has such a unique style and, yeah. and different. You know, there's there's a lot of great stuff. <laughs> oh, I think I think one of my favorite parts of this episode is when Montrose refers to, or Tick refers to you know the treasure hunt. Which is like how we refer to that like that <laughs> yeah. episode. We yeah. that episode the Indiana Jones yeah. episode. Like he. The characters themselves <laughs> are referring to the moment. Well, we know that fucking treasure. Yeah, hunt. The, the treasure hunt oh, yeah. and uh, the <laughs> monsters. The Indiana uh, Jones episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah love yeah. it. So, actually, looking back at the entire season, you know, ten episodes. What would you, you, you're, you're saying episode six is your favorite? But my, probably maybe my second favorite. I, I, the finale, the finale to me was just so good because there was like three or four iconically shocking moments. Um, the hand, uh, D- Dana's robot hand. I was like, here's the beginning of the Terminators. Um, <laughs> Ruby, the Ruby reveal, uh, and then pushing off Letty, and then also reversing the invulnerability spell. So let's Tick actually right. dying. Um, uh, all of it to me, all of that to me, I was just like, wow, this is great. Letty's fake out death kind of pissed me off a little bit too. Mm. You know, it just okay. seemed again, it seemed convenient. You know, that, like, oh, I promised Ruby. Like, I, the whole Ruby arc I also felt was kind of, like, interesting. you know, eh, like, it was kind of just poorly handled. Like, you kind of set up this character, and she just kind of died, right? And then it's like, oh, we, u- we use her as basically the decoy. And then, like, oh, I kill Letty, but I'm going to revive her anyway. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to be my undoing. And I don't know. When I saw Letty fall, I, I thought there would be... I didn't think she was was necessarily. I I thought they actually killed her. Like when it first happened, I I was like, "Wow!" Like I did not see that coming. Like they've changed time. Like we've all heard about George the Sun and like it all existing and everything. And like, oh yeah, she's gonna survive. 
Um, I was like, wow, they actually killed her. And, like, this is a consequence. And that things are going to go, like, wrong and horrible. Uh, and then, you know, something's going to change it all or, or whatever. Not necessarily, like, all be undone, but something different would happen. And I just felt like she falling off and then being revived, even if the circumstances weren't exactly what I predicted, like, I didn't think Christina was going to revive her. But it just, again, it seemed kind of obvious. Like, it kind of seemed like, oh, that, you know, we're going we're gonna to have a fake out and this is the fake out. And then she's going to come in and save the day. Hmm. Well, it was a team effort. It wasn't just her. Yeah. To save the day. Right. Yeah. Remember, Gia was the connector. The, the other plot device. The other plot devices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, I think the I Am episode, which is episode Oof. seven, was a really, Oof. really good one. Is that the Hippolyta episode? That's the Hippolyta episode. That's probably uh, one of my favorites. I mean, I definitely like that because of the concept of you know naming yourself and naming wherever you want to be. That is a, a new concept that you know, in the space-time continuum, I have not seen or not seen in that way. So I thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. I've also been re-watching a lot of Doctor Who lately. So Yeah, too much. Yeah, just it's a, a bad, bad habit. Yeah, course. it is. That's, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. I need, I need new hobbies. John, uh, did you have a favorite episode? <laughs> yeah, um, I would say episode nine really, really rocked me. I would say that was the most emotional one. But the... Like you said, the I Am one. Like I think six through nine was some of the best television I've seen in a long time. Those episodes, and I would say those are better than actually the the finale. Not making obviously the finale was great. I just feel like those were perfect perfect episodes. But um, sure. um, I Am one. He said like you know that that universe is is not big enough to hold her, and I was like that that in particular really moved the hell out of me. Where. You know, she's a, a black woman. You know what I'm saying? So she's dealing with racism and sexism. You know what I'm saying? In this world. Mm-hmm. And she's experiencing these other worlds and she's doing other things and moving in a particular way. And she's like, this world is... like The, 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 the role she has to play is too small for her to go back to this world. But she goes back before her daughter. You know what I mean? For me, and then also when she said... Uh, she learned she she was there for 220 years. She's using everything she can, all that information to come back in and save her daughter. That to me, that's a parent. Like I remember I've talked to like um, parents that said if there was an option where they had to like die for their child, it would be like a dutiful thing. Like, OK, what do I need to do? Mm. You know what oh, I'm wow. saying? It wouldn't be. They, uh, they, they said it'd be like, OK, what do I need to do? Like it would they would be sad, not because they were dying, but because they wouldn't be able to spend more time with their child. And I'm thinking, like, when she said that, I, that 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 hit me in my chest, bro. You know what I mean? But I am, I think, to me, that was an episode of television. The way they told that story, I'd never seen it before. Um, and I think the what they the, what the message of that story was a message I never heard before. Um, and I just thought that was that was like beautiful, right? That was a masterpiece to me. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think you guys all picked really good episodes. Um, those were all some of my favorites. I mean, I really like the Indiana Jones episode because it is it is an adventure. I know that was the last one we had uh, John on for. That's a great one. Yep. Uh, episode eight, the uh, the the D episode with uh, Diana, kind of being the the main star. Jigaboo. With, yeah, with Jigaboo. The, with, yeah, with the yeah. two. That, that was. That was art. That that was art, and yeah. that was legitimately scary with like the two the two girls. The music, the <laughs> music like, choice that, was, that they the oh, scoring man. in that was just right. was perfect. Uh, but uh, you know, I th- I think my my favorite episode. I still go back to the pilot. 
like mm-hmm. the the episode that sucked me into the show yeah. um was incredible and it's 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 funny to think about like that was with uncle george who was my favorite character in that pilot I'm like wow this is such a great character i'm like yeah. i'm excited for a full season dude. don't get attached di- to him and then he died in episode two right and like we really and we, we thought he was gonna come back we we're like nah he's not he dead yeah, he's, yeah, he's back. Come, and he's he did, coming back and he did and he really only came back in i am that's yeah, it that's he didn't he didn't come back anywhere universe. else and you know i'm glad i'm glad that they let that death kind of sit um and marinate, but episode one to me really it really set up the show. It showed that this show was going to be something really different. It was going to be a mix of genres, uh, and it wasn't going to be just one thing. It wasn't just going to be a horror show. It wasn't just going to be a sci-fi. It wasn't just going to be a drama. Uh, it wasn't just going to be a historical piece. It was going to be uh, a little bit of things you've seen, but a lot of things you haven't seen either. And I think that pilot was so strong, uh, and it hooked me. I was like, I don't care. I don't care if the rest of the show is bad. Like, I'm going to watch it throughout just because mm-hmm. that pilot was so good and, and just watching in terms of hoping it gets back to that if it's not good. And it, it was. It was really, really good. Nice. I have a question for y'all because y'all are, like, big in television and y'all like have seen things that I have never seen or whatever or whatever. But, like, is there, have you ever seen a television show tell a story in this way before? With all the mixed genres and whatnot? Oh, with this many genres? I don't th- I mean, I like, can't think of a single one. This is probably like, one of the more unique, or it's probably the most unique television show out there because I think you hit the quite nail on the head right there where it's, you've got horror, you've got fantasy, you've got science fiction. Drama. You've got drama. You've got, you know, real world issues embedded in there. I can't think of anything that I personally watch um, that kind of, I mean, this is going to sound cheesy and corny or whatever, but, you know, I always go back to the original, like, Star Trek. It was one of those shows where it's dealt with real-world issues in a futuristic science. You know, it's classic science fiction. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, even that was never on a scale or done in such a way like this, where you've got these very distinct, beautiful episodes that, you know, like John perfectly said, which talk about things that, you know, you know, with parenting that we can find relatable. This this show to me is what a lot of those classic sci-fi shows tried to do. The Star Treks, Stargate, Doctor Who, right? Where it is a sci-fi show, but they try to hit on a lot of genres and a lot of different subject matters because of budgets and constraints and really just like how TV has been done for so long. You know, it, it was kind of a weak imitation. Mm-hmm. This is what I think it was the, is the ideal sci-fi show. Or what, what sci-fi shows have tried to be. So I think to answer your question, no. I've never seen a show like this in all the shows that I've watched. I, I think this out, uh, you know, this is, to me, this is one of my favorite shows that I've ever seen on TV because it is so diverse. Um, and I feel like other shows have probably tried it, but it's been unsuccessful because it is hard, yeah. to, it is hard to balance so much uh, and not lose the audience and keep that attention. And I think they did. I think they they struck it just right. They made you know every character is memorable. You know this is a show. I think when we started talking about the show, we were like, who is this and who is that? And now, without looking at a computer, it's like Tick, Montrose, you know Letty. You know the characters. Yeah. They're distinct. They're memorable. Um, and I I just think it's so well done. There are other shows that have been successful, really focusing in on a genre and a time period. Um, and that type of stuff, but I don't think there's been anything like this. I think Watchmen maybe was pretty close in terms of telling a very, you know, that that is a alternate 
timeline to right. our own actual timeline, and they did a really good job in terms of tying into like real world events and and mixing a little bit in terms of you know um, genres with drama, right. science fiction, and that type of stuff. Which is interesting because you've got some of the same what writing staff, some producers and such, and from Watchmen that worked on. I don't. I don't think it's a ton of carryover. It's not like a lot, but there's a I little think there's bit. There's a couple because yeah. they're both HBO shows. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean these these are the type of shows as we kind of enter this the new streaming age. You know, I think a lot of exe- I think a lot of executives will look at a show like uh, Lovecraft and be like, "This is what we want because this is this is." You can't get this in a movie theater, right? You can't yeah. get this in a 92-hour type of movie. You can't get this on a network show with, on, like, an ABC for, like, 22 episodes from September to June. You can that This type of storytelling can only kind of be done in this format. Mm. Now, kind of shifting gears here, we got a question in our comments. Question in our comments? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> um, we're obviously being very, very positive, but, you know, we also like the negative here. We do. Um, does anybody have a character that they found annoying? And I, I, I don't want to go off of the obvious, like, yes, all the racist characters were annoying and Jack. Or just least favorite characters. But, like, a character that just, you... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which one? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, yeah. I was with... Yeah, so yeah. is there a character that you just kind of found annoying or found that shouldn't be there, et cetera? Uh, so uh, this is a two, two-part question in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any characters that you absolutely hated? Mm-hmm. And this is the, the and this would be built on the strength of the character. They're such a uh, easy character to hate, and that's Christina. Right. Like uh, she just rubbed. You just hate like every time she's on the yeah. screen. You know she was up to no good. She was conniving. She was super smart. Um, she looked like a vampire. That's a reason to hate someone. <laughs> well, I'm, like, I'm, I'm saying there's all these good reasons. Oh, she has oh, all these qualities gotcha. that she used to her advantage. These right. weapons. Right. So know? Christian hates smart people. Yeah, that's true. I do hate smart people. Um, Conniving is smart is something. Yeah. Yeah. She's not smart. Yeah. Conniving is smart. Yeah. That's worthy of. And 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 the <laughs> fact that she had like one redeeming quality made her even more unlikable, right? The yeah. fact that she she wasn't all bad. She wasn't completely evil, right? Made her that much more like real and unlikable. So, uh, the character is amazing. I, I like, I like like how good or how effective the character is at making me dislike her. Uh, but then going back, to which character I think was the most ineffective, and we've already said, it, I think Gia. Yeah. Gia, and and which is a shame because the first time you see her, I really thought she was so strong, and then, you know, and. There's probably more to that character and that could make her very likable, yeah. but uh, it wasn't explored in the scope of this show. Right, and the actress did a fi- like Jamie. I think the actress' name was Jamie Chung. Uh, she did a really great job in that episode, in the in her first appearance. And it, I think I think it was just kind of getting into that end game, trying to tie the arc up. You know, the character just kind of fell by the wayside. It became a plot device, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's not the fault of the actress. It just it's sometimes how shows go. Um, uh, but I, I would agree with you. I think she's not my least favorite character, but definitely the least effective. Who's your least favorite? I think for me, my least favorite character has to probably be... William. He's <laughs> not even a real character. Because <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. all he is, he's just in a coma the My whole time. least favorite character doing? is Titus. No. Um, no, I think my least favorite uh. character, in terms of just how the show went with the arc, has to be Ruby. Um, you Wait, know, your least favorite? Yeah, it would be Ruby. Uh, just because I felt like her her arc... And, and maybe this is to your point. Maybe she does, if there's a season two and it follows these characters, maybe she does show up and there's more to her. But just kind of her her back and forth with Letty felt like it 
it never really evolved to me, right? It was it was still the same conflict from the beginning to the end of of family and how they perceived it. And it never when so many other relationships grew, like Montrose's and Ticks and Ticks and Letty's and et cetera, et cetera, like that one to me just felt like it was kind of stuck in the mud and they were never able to kind of move it forward. And I just feel like the character of Ruby had that had that great also disgusting episode with the metamorphosis oh, God. Uh, and everything. But I just, her character, it, you, you know, just it, even though she physically went through metamorphosis, she, the character, never went through a metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of ended. So, uh, not a bad character, just my least favorite in, sure. in the pantheon. She died sacrificing for her sister, who, when she said to her sister, this is, feels a lot like, you know, very similar because it's just always asking her to do something or hitting her when she needs her. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I, I thought Ruby, I thought like her dying, sacrificing for her sister, sacrificing love that she had found for her sister. You know what I'm saying? I, I think, I thought that was, you know, th- I thought that was, you know, redeemable. You know what I mean? But I, I liked Ruby's character personally. Yeah, but. I did too. I, li- I, liked, I liked that she was so stubborn, you know, which led to some of her flaws. Sure. Uh, and I thought the portrayal was really good, but I, I totally understand where you're coming from because mm-hmm. it for sure. I, it seems too, like yeah. it seems like it seems like in terms of character, she didn't change as dramatically, or we didn't see enough of the change on screen. Um, but I, I did. I, I actually enjoy it. She was actually, I think, probably my second favorite character, just in terms of the portrayal and her it, sass. And it's funny. I, I did. I liked her a lot, especially after the Ruby episode. But I think from that point, what was frustrating to me was just kind of her working with Christina, and then just kind of the constant like right. Christina showed a lot of bad qualities, and she picked up on it. The, the not, you know, uh, Christina not caring about what was going on around them the you know some of those secrets and stuff and she still kind of kept going back to her her sacrifice was admirable um you know to john's point and everything and it, it did kind of complete her arc uh in terms of that back and forth i just wish there had been it just felt like to me there was something missing in terms of her transformation mm, interesting definitely uh so i think we're at that point where we want to talk about season two and predictions and we have a couple of comments we can definitely see them here in the chat um, one of the comments from Yotis, Yotisville? Yotisville. Oh, Yotisville. No, I like mine better. Yotisville. <laughs> um, uh, do you think uh, for season two, do you think this show continues the, this storyline or do you think it's an American horror story type where it will be based on a different Lovecraft book? And then we actually had somebody respond there, um, Mora Medics, which is Matt Rife, who is the uh, author of the Lovecraft Country book. Uh, he was on For All Nerds podcast last month and said he had already given showrunner Misha Green a rough draft of a sequel to the book. Nice. Um, so. Boom, boom, boom. Mm. Now, well, that doesn't really answer. I guess the, the main question here is, and this is for everyone on the pod here, do we think a season two is going to keep these same characters, follow along what's happening, or do you think it's going to go with a new set of group of individuals in this universe? I think I think it's gonna keep at least some of them because it's set up it's already set up things to explore, right? We've already mentioned Montrose um becoming you know, being a grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh Diana has a robot arm now. Um that's a whole new set of Plus powers and abilities and a monster, a pet monster yeah. that I think we I would love to see her explore. Um not to mention uh, 
you know, that curse might still live inside of her, right? Like, we don't know exactly. Or did they completely... No, they pulled the curse out of her in Magic Land. That's right. They did, didn't they? Yes. Uh, But still, there's that. uh, Hippolyta's, you know, still around. I'd love to see what she Can she get to Super Saiyan level 5? Can she get to Super Saiyan 5? Absolutely. Uh, Ultra Instinct. Um... uh, Oh, <laughs> the white people no longer have magic. That's got to be consequences, and there's, there's right? There's still people how's in the, the world, order. How's the world going to look? Yeah. yeah. How's the world? And there's still, all right, there's people in the order now who have presumably lost their powers. Yes. What does that look like? What's their retribution going to be? How? What spells or what uh, lengths are they going to go to to get their power back? Because nobody wants to lose power. That's just human nature. Also, uh, the line of Titus is with the deaths of Christina and Tick and before the birth now of Tick's unborn son, George, there is no, no one is alive right now in that bloodline that we know of before the child is born. So what mm-hmm. ramifications does that have, mm-hmm. right? If, if Titus is the originator of magic. Right. Or of that order. Right. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Magic, and again, there's so much about magic we don't even right, know. Right, because also Jiha is a type of magic as yeah. well. Yeah. Which Different is, magic. yeah. And then, yeah. and then obviously Hippolyta with her Super Saiyan powers, Science. Mm-hmm. It's another, you could argue, it's another type of magic, which yeah. is science. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I think this show has done a good job. Even though it's called magic, it's presented very much as a technology. Technology yeah. being there's a set of rules, and if you d- repeat the same actions over and over again, you get a measurable, um, consistent result. Right. Which is really just, mm-hmm. that's just, techn- it's, it's a type of science. It's a type it's of technology. Not, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So it means that like, you have these different, uh, not necessarily competing, but these different, uh, ways that uh, technology, magic, uh, this si- these systems are portrayed in the show, um, and we uh, I know we've already said it, we've only just scratched the surface. It's very it does feel much very much like the first year uh, uh, at Hogwarts, right? You're just <laughs> learning this stuff. So uh, another comment here in the chat from um, Sarah not Sahara not Sarah. I want to see a time jump to this decade's current political and racial climate. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I think that would, that be, would very, be wild. That'd be interesting. I mean, Watchmen did obviously a really good job of jumping to a a future outside of the original, you know, book, which was done in the eighties. Yeah, it would be fascinating to see, you know, to see kind of, you know, to see what um, Tick saw when he went to the future and saw his son grown up. You know, do we get then obviously all of the the current actors and actresses and old people makeup? Yeah. So it's, to yes. answer, so to answer the question, I think it's both. I think it's anthological in terms of it's still set in the same universe, um, and there will be some of the same characters. And I think that character is going to be George. I think it's going to be the son. Oh, and right. I think I think the se- I think the second season, if I had to make a bold, crazy prediction, is going to follow him as a as a young man or an adult. And you're like you said, I think you're going to get some recasts or some actors in older makeup. Maybe uh, Letty as an older woman. Maybe Diana. I want to see. I, I yeah, Diana grown I'm, up. Right, exactly. I would love to see a spinoff. With Diana and just her and her pet and her robot arm and her fighting well, crime. Yeah. Right. Well, if if you're if you're into imagery, right? Polita too. Right. Yep, if yep. you're if you're into imagery, I would love to see Polita's 220 years of travel. That would be incredible to right. to yep. get to get a taste of. You know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. And if you're into you know if you're into imagery and what it means, right? The final shot is of the show of season one is Diana. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which to me, yeah. if, if you're if you're if you're into reading what that means, means that the show. If there's season two, is about her, because the show ends with her. It ends with her 
with the beast, the protector. She is now the protector well, of that would his make family. Me very, very. And happy. so that, you know, that to me, you know, if there's a jump, it's Diana as an adult and young George. Nice. Uh, I can get behind him. protecting young George. That makes sense. Here's to, um, to kind of, you know, play devil's advocate. You know, <laughs> Watchmen was another series where it was the flip-flop, 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 you know, in terms of this next season's on, next season's not on. Let, what happens, you know, did this season wrap in, in such a way where you as a viewer and a fan of the season can say, okay, I've got what I wanted, I'm okay, the story is complete? I wouldn't say it was a flip-flop, flip-flop, because uh, Lindelof, like Damon Lindelof, the creator of the show, came out at the end of the show and was like, there is no more seasons to mm. tell. Right. Uh, he was very right. definitive, like, nope, I'm good. Uh, HBO can do another show season if they want to. He left it in their corner, and then they said, like, nope, we're good. Um, we'll always keep the candle open if he ever changes his mind, but we're good keeping it as this one season. Um, Misha Green did a lot of post-show interviews after the finale on Sunday and said they have talked about a season two and subsequent season and arcs for it to go for. But she carefully said that it has not been greenlit yet, right? So I would say this show currently, it's the, it's the recording of this podcast on October, what is it, 20th? Yeah. October 20th, uh, you know, Tuesday evening, uh, <laughs> has not been renewed. So it's in HBO's court right now if Tuesday. they want to <laughs> if they want to renew it or Bill not. Bill Bobaggins. Um, but I, I think, I think <laughs> to answer your point, well, <laughs> to answer your point, if there is no season two, I'm okay with how the show ended. Yeah. Because it did, it did wrap up most of the major arcs. It did wrap up the story it told in season one. Yeah. Season two would be, you know, new characters or some of the same characters in kind of a new situation. Nice. So I think we're in a wait and see mode. Wait and as see usual. mode as usual. On, <laughs> on, yes, guys. I think that's gonna that's gonna do it for us. We that's this don't was. We, don't doozy. we need to answer the? Yeah, we need to question. answer the main question. I was getting there. <laughs> Why to interrupt wow. me, bro? Way to way to be impatient, boy. John, thank you for being on the podcast. Before we get out of here, I gotta ask you that question. I'm gonna ask you a two for, two for question. Was okay, Lovecraft Country episode ten good? And was Lovecraft Country the season one good? Yes, and yes, and I will not, not only was the season good, some of the best TV I've ever seen, and the way they told the stories were things that, you know, like, we always talk about, we've never seen anything new under the sun, well, we saw something new under the sun, you know what I'm saying, with Lovecraft Country, and I, 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 I enjoyed it thoroughly, I want more of it. Nice. Now, you get to ask one of these two fine gentlemen the question. Yeah. <laughs> Krishna. Ooh. The question. That's all. I need to repeat it again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, episode episode ten, the season finale was good. I think it's my favorite. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch the whole season to confirm, uh, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and the entire show was absolutely excellent. Some of the best visuals I've ever seen on television. Um, some of those images are both beautiful and disturbing, and like, iconic, mm -hmm. and iconic. Some of those images will never leave you, and that's a good thing. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, incredible. Arjuna, was Lovecraft Country uh, episode 10 and the season good? Uh, both were good. I think the first season is one of the best uh, seasons of television I've ever seen. The finale was good, as we said. Not great. I would put it in the bottom half of the episodes. Just because there are, you know, there are just iconic, really yeah. great mm -hmm. episodes there of is. TV. There and I, 
even though I thought it was a good finale, I don't think it was a perfect or even a great finale. Um, <laughs> so it was so, bad. Judy. No, no, I'm saying it was good. It was solid. It was a solid way to end the show. It was your least favorite my, episode. Was, I would I, at this point, I'd have to say it's my second least favorite episode. You're crying on the inside. I would say this is just it's slightly better than episode because episode two was okay. That was yeah. one of the more. This isn't. Ones, was it okay? This yeah. is. Was it good? It was good. Okay. Ravi, was that stuff good? Duh, no shit, <laughs> Sherlock. But you said you said episode nine was not good last. Yeah, night. No, I, 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 I stand on that hill. It was not that la- episode I nine is. I love that. Episode nine was my least favorite episode, and it's okay. Well, you're on whole thirty. You were like, <laughs> you were agitated. You were kind of irritable. That's not true. So uh, are you still we'll on whole thirty? Not really. Nice. Yeah, Chick Fil A for lunch. I Chick Fil A for lunch. Wow, that's <laughs> very <laughs> fucking happy with, <laughs> for that. <laughs> Shout out to Chick Fil A, your oh, delicious chicken. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're not shouting out Chick Fil A on the show. Good lord. Uh, that's gonna do it for us, guys. I- thank you, thank you, thank you, John, for jumping on. Is there anything you want to plug before we run away? Yeah, where can we find you? Uh, Legato Jeans on Twitter, Dunk Bait as well. Nice. That's all. Nice, nice, nice. You can find us on Twitter as well at Was It Good on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Was It Good, and on Instagram. Was a good BTM. We're going to take a little bit of a break from the podcast. We will be back at the start of Mandalorian, which is October 30th. So we're, we're, we're taking a 10 day break. Taking a hiatus. We're taking, we're barely. We're we'll, gonna, be back, we'll be back in three months. Wait, what? <laughs> we'll be back. And we're actually going to have a special guest. Uh, Cara Dune's going to be here live on the podcast. Ooh. Just kidding. It's someone cosplaying as Cara Dune. But, you know. Cool. Uh, nice. Cool either way. Nice. Goodbye. Bye-bye.